another episode of Whatever Laura Wants, a podcast hosted by me, Laura Minert. Welcome back. I am fresh off of a trip that we finally left the state for the first time in over a year. As you are very aware, we are obviously in the middle of a lovely pandemic and we had not left the state literally over a year. So finally we decided, you know what, we're going to do a little long weekend not go too far away. We went down to Kansas City and we left on a Thursday night after work and then just stayed there Friday, Saturday, and then came back Sunday afternoon. And I, it was just delightful. It was amazing to just get out of here. People were kind of like, well, why are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, just so we could do the same type of things we're still doing here, but just not be in the same spot that we've been in for a year. Like, do we really need a reason to go anywhere? I don't know. No, they still have mask mandates everywhere. So it's not like we were just free flowing and coughing on people left and right. So we decided, you know what? We're just going to do this. We initially, we're going to make it like a couple's trip. But then, of course, the one couple that we had invited to go with us, uh, it was the end of the month. So she's in finance of some sort. So she couldn't go. And then he just got promoted. And of course, this was going to cross over with first of the month. And it was just a whole thing. So it was not a double date. It was just Grant and I. And I'm just going to give you a little recap initially of all the stuff that we did. I actually had a coworker who had gone to Kansas City the weekend before. And she had kind of warned me about how awful it was. And I was like, oh, God, of course, we already booked everything. If we had canceled, we were going to lose like $200 on the hotel. And I had asked her what made it so terrible. And she said that everywhere they went, even if they had a reservation, they still had to wait an hour, hour and a half. And then restaurants close at 10. So she said one place, they were getting so far pushed back that she they weren't even going get, to get in until 930. And the restaurant basically was like, well, we wouldn't feed you then because you couldn't possibly be in and out by 10 o'clock. And I was just like, this is outrageous. What is the point of a reservation if you're not going to keep it? Usually they have windows, you know, you hold your reservation for 15 minutes. And I think they got told one place they went that like, oh, sorry, there's like four other people who have this same time slot as you and they're already here first. So you'll have to wait. And again, I'm back to what the hell is the point of a reservation if it doesn't hold your spot and if you're there on time? And she said they were even early. So I asked what places she had gone and basically we tried really hard to avoid anything We didn't go down to Power and Light District, which is a lot of the area where she said that they were. She said, I think only one or two bars were open. And then it was two-hour wait and a line of 50 to 100 people just waiting to get into the bar because everything was at 50% capacity and, you know, everything was closed. So it just sounded awful and we were very concerned. So we decided to make reservations for everything. And Morgan, if you're listening, I'm very sorry, but also very happy to report that we had no problems at all. All of our reservations held true. We got in immediately. We didn't have to wait at all. It just, like, I don't know if they just went to bad places. But I said, if it were me and I had a reservation and they told me it was going to be another hour or whatever, I would throw a fit. I would say this is a restaurant issue. You can't even blame COVID on this. Like, you have to have better policies. And also, I'm going to be a Karen and want to talk to the manager. Because what the fuck, again, is the point of me making a reservation if you're not going to honor it? So, I'm sorry, Morgan, but we had a way better time than you did. And everything worked out out really smoothly. 
we had great service most of the time. And I say, so our first night there, we just stayed at the hotel and they have a little bar restaurant that does pizzas only. And we're like, okay, starting off strong. There's nobody really here. We'll just go ahead and get our table. The waitress was really nice. The bartender came over and was really nice. And then we put in our pizza order and they definitely forgot Grants. And then they brought him the wrong one. And it took like 10 minutes in between my pizza coming and his coming for them to bring the wrong one. And then we had to tell them, no, that was the wrong pizza that he made. They made a new one on the fly and that one came so fast. And then at the end, they brought our bill and they double charged us for the pizzas. So then I had to wait for the bartender again to come over and fix it. And also in the midst of all this, they were trying to do last call and they kept telling different, we kept overhearing them tell different people, different things. So they told this one table, no, it's last call. But then this other lady ordered a drink and they said, fine. And then they started turning people away, but they were turning people away as the bartender was still mixing them drinks. Just very conflicting messaging, like did not understand what was happening. Not that it wasn't that busy. There were probably five or six tables in there in general and only one waitress and the bartender. But I just didn't understand what the policies here. Like, how off-putting is it that you're watching this man make a drink right in front of you when you're turning people away? Also, like, sorry, already last call. And yeah, that was just frustrating that they messed up on the pizzas, then double-charged us. And I mean, we took care of it, but we were like, oh God, if this is what it's going to be like, I guess it's better that we're getting service at all than waiting for two hours like Morgan and her group did. But that was the first night, so the food was delicious, luckily, once we finally got all of that debacle taken care of. And the first day was the Friday. We decided we were going to the Kansas City Zoo because we love a zoo. Uh, I think just a year ago we had gone uh, St. Paul and we went to one of the zoo up there. So we were like, we're going to go to the Kansas City Zoo. It was all timed tickets, time reservations, so you have a 15-minute window of when you can go. And it was... A little warmer than it is in Iowa, probably like a 40, 45 degree day and not a Friday morning. So we're like, hopefully there's not going to be like any schools here or a bunch of kids and all this stuff. And we went to the zoo and it was amazing. There were hardly any, hardly anybody there. I mean, there were definitely some kids. And so we had to deal with that a little bit, but we had a lot of space and we could see all the animals and I had not been to the zoo before, but it's huge. We walked over to the Africa part and this guy walked by and warned us and he was like, get ready. It's a long walk. We're like, okay, whatever. Not a big deal. We'll figure it out. And you start off by the elephants and of course it was cold enough that the elephants were not out and about, which is kind of sad. So we walked down and a lot of the Africa stuff was not out. And then another lady happened to just randomly tell us that only the leopards were out in this one area. And we thought we were only going to be there a couple hours, but then we were running out of time. And so we did this giant loop just to go see the leopard and then came back and then the elephants magically appeared. And that was great. And finally like hit noon and warmed up a little bit, but we walked so much. I think we tracked it after that, that we had already done five miles of walking just with the zoo. And we didn't even go through the entire thing because as I said, the Africa animals, it was too cold for them. So the majority of them were not out, but if you're ever looking for something to do, 10 of 10 would recommend the Kansas City Zoo. Loved it. All the animals were actually kind of in motion, which I feel like a lot of times you go and they're just sitting in the cage and not really being active and they're lounging around. Everybody was out and about if they were out and about at all, but they were active, they were moving. 
We spent a little over two hours there. And like I said, next time we want to go and it's a little warmer, that way all the animals are out. But would still recommend going to it even when it's a little chillier. Great zoo. I told my one friend who she has her son and I said, you guys have got to take him here. It's such a good zoo. Just be prepared to walk. So we did the zoo. Great. I love having not the many kids around. But, you know, if I were going to have kids around, I would want to take them to the zoo because it's just fun to watch their little faces light up in enjoyment. But I'm like, this is where the ant lifestyle comes in. I want someone else to be responsible for their child and I will just participate from a distance and watch them be filled with joy. <laughs> because we're also also basically just giant, uh, like, children. Clearly, we wanted to go to the zoo. Then we did lunch and we had a great lunch at this awesome place. And then it was time to head to some breweries. We went to Boulevard, which is headquartered down there. And we walked through Union Station, this just giant old train station. that used to be a giant hub for everything. And I did not realize how big it was in there. And I'm like, oh, how cool. Was, what a great event space this would be. They have a science museum that we did not go to. They have a whole train layout. They have a Lego room with different things set up. Just a really cool, neat thing. So we walked over to Boulevard and they have, they didn't do any tours right now, but then they have two different levels that you can sit on their beer hall level. And then their rec room level rec deck. And we thought it was gonna be an actual deck, but it was not a deck. It was just this giant room full of like tables and shuffleboard tables and a couple of pool tables. And they have a limited selection of beer, but they have seats looking like in the corners of the room. So you can look out over the city and so we just hung out there, had a couple beers, overlooked things. Then we went to this sculpture park that is there that's outside their art museum. And of course, I don't remember what it's called. But we had to recreate some photos because I think six or seven years ago, Grant was there with his ex-girlfriend and has a whole series of photos. So we went to the exact same sculptures and had to obviously update them and had a little photo shoot trying to recreate these photos that he had with his ex, who he calls the Dragon Lady, which I think is hilarious. So we just did that, had a photo shoot, and then we walked down towards the plaza, and that's where we were doing dinner, and then we stopped in to get a beer, and that worked out as well, too. Like, we didn't have a reservation to get a beer. A beer. We just strolled in. They said we could sit at the bar. Dinner reservations all worked out. Grant had been there before as well. It was, you know, 7.30 on a Friday night and the place was bumping, but we walked in with no trouble. Then we went back and had another beer right before, beside the hotel. And we were talking and there, of course, I don't know, I'm sure you've all heard that Tiger Woods was in a massive, bad car crash. He rolled his car and he had to have multiple surgeries on his legs. I think there's going to be like pins in his ankles and like a metal rod in his leg and Grant was getting a little emotional talking about Tiger Woods naturally he's in the golf world Tiger's been a big influence on his life but he almost started crying he like teared up a little bit and I was like are you gonna cry at this bar right now and he's like well I just he's one of my childhood heroes and don't you have any childhood heroes that you feel passionate about and then he tried to tell me that my childhood hero was Caroline Calloway. And I don't know if I've talked about her on here before, but I was her for Halloween two years ago. And she is just this girl who was a hot mess of a life. 
but is an author and has an OnlyFans and had these influencer workshops that she scammed people out of money for. And then she's writing a book called Scammer. And yes, I am one of those people that put the pre-order money towards reading her book, Scammer, when it ever comes out. Has it come out? And I paid for this book, I think, a year ago. Yes. So did I get scammed by Caroline Calloway, the scammer? Possibly. To be determined. But she basically made her like popularity from writing these really long Instagram captions about her time at Cambridge and all the glamorous like American living in London and Oxford and all the things that happened over there. And now, yeah, she sells art and has an OnlyFans and continues to write things but isn't really writing a lot at the moment and I'm just hanging on waiting for her book. But all of this to say that Grant was like, well, Caroline Calloway is your childhood hero. And I started laughing so hard. I'm like, Caroline Calloway, I've only known who this girl is maybe like three years ago. I'm not saying she couldn't be my childhood hero because, yeah, I always wanted to be the girl going to the grand fancy school and going to balls and all of this stuff and, you know, making money off of my writing someday. But Caroline Calloway unfortunately came to me too late in life when I was an adult and now I'm just an adult apparently being scammed out of money for the book that I may or may not ever see. But all that to say is I started thinking and I'm like, I don't know who my childhood hero is, which then I feel kind of bad about that. Like the first people I was thinking of would be like Broadway stars. And, you know, when I was little, I always wanted to be Annie on Broadway. So maybe it was Andrea McArdle from the original Annie, um, but I don't know. And then I was thinking about earlier today, like maybe it was Britney Spears because I was big into music, like, you know, the Instinct Backstreet Boys, the pop princesses of the 90s, all of that stuff. But I just feel like I didn't have anybody necessarily that I just idolized all the time because I was weird. I don't know, but I don't, yeah, I just don't have a Tiger Woods. So I guess I'm wondering who is your childhood hero? Am I weird for not having a childhood hero? Surely I have one and maybe I just don't remember, but then how good of a hero are they? I can't think of anybody who has had such an impact on my life that when I'm 12 beers deep, I'm going to get teary-eyed about, like Grant. <laughs> and obviously, I hope we had a whole chat about Tiger Woods and his recovery and hoping that he gets better and everything, but Grant's basically like, oh, he's done. He's never going to be able to play golf again like he used to. It's the end of an era, da 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 I'm not saying that he's wrong, but just got a little emotional watching him getting emotional about his childhood heroes. And I don't know, Caroline Calloway, if you're listening, I guess maybe you're my late adult childhood hero. So do with that what you will. The next day we got to sleep in a little bit. We went to a brunch place. It ended up, ended up being a lot divier than we thought it was going to be, but the food was really good. I just had breakfast tacos. Grant got some French toast, I think, or pancakes. But when I tell you that it was the hole in the wall that had every basic bitch in the entire world, not a lie at all. It was hopping and people kept strolling in. And of course, it was legit. Every, like, I would say millennial, but apparently we're not cool enough anymore. But all these Gen Zers. And the trend that they're doing now, which they have been doing, I had to point out to Grant for over a year, is not the skinny jean, you know, like they're trying to bash us for, but it is the 80s mom jean. There were a couple girls that came in and they're matching 80s puffy jeans and the one girl was wearing a crop top with it and then had big white socks, thick socks and white tennis shoes. 
And Grant just realized that this was the thing. And I'm like, oh, this has been the trend for a long time. And then later on in the day at another brewery, we had the mom jean jean short. And this girl was wearing like these puffy baggier shorts and then this really blousy top. And like nothing against these Gen Z girls who are wearing this kind of stuff. But why are you trying to add all this extra fabric onto you? Like, I don't need any help looking big and puffy on my own, let alone adding billowy baggy fabric. I'm sure it's a lot more comfortable than the skinny jeans and like tight shit that we would wear all the time. And I support that decision as well. But you're just, you how skinny, you have to be so skinny to be able to pull off this stuff. And maybe that's the problem. And again, how I know that I'm getting too old. Which leads me to my other comment, just youth trends in general. Everything is so hipster and like back to the 90s trying to be bring that stuff back, except for apparently the 80s mom jeans. We were at a brewery in the afternoon and this girl was wearing a Budweiser vintage looking t-shirt to a craft brewery. Like, ma'am, you're in the wrong location. I don't know if you think you're wearing this ironically because you're here drinking actually good beer and not trash water Budweiser. But show a little respect. Do I love the Budweiser logo? Yes. Have I thought about ordering a Budweiser shirt in the past? Also, yes. My current thing that I want that I don't need is the Budweiser logo, but instead of Budweiser, it says Champagne Breakfast of Champions. I really want this t-shirt so badly. Will I wear it very often? Probably like two or three times a year. Do I need it? Not at all. But I get the, the theme. I get what we're going for. But also, I wouldn't wear it to a craft brewery and insult the people there with their good beer about me and my Budweiser shirt. End of rant. <laughs> I guess, but not, because then we had girls, but they were wearing shorts, and it was, like, barely 60 degrees. And then, like, the long sweater dresses that are actually real short, and you almost see butt cheek. Just, there's a lot going on. And I'm like, ah, to be young and dumb in the hoe phase when you don't get cold because a hoe never gets cold, even though it was 60 degrees and barely cloudy, barely sunny on the middle of a Saturday afternoon. We're not here to shame anyone. You do you ladies. And I'm sure if I were young again and ready to go, I would probably be making dumb mistakes as well. We also at this brewery, um, there were several, babies and like a baby birthday party that was happening and we just kept talking about how all of the babies in here like that would definitely be my life if I was a parent I would be bringing my baby along but they have so much baggage and how much work does it take and also then you're gonna have to limit your beer drinking because you have to be responsible for your child that you had to drag along with you and I just don't understand how anyone is responsible enough to have children and I I know that that says a lot about me and myself personally but Props to these babies at the breweries and the parents and all the baggage that literally and physically that they have to drag along. While we were at the brewery, I also learned that one of the girls, when I worked in Mackinac several years ago, she has one baby and I did not know she was pregnant and she gave birth to her second child. And I'm like, I feel old as shit, let alone being around all these babies at the brewery. But now this little girl, when I say little, she was probably like 19 when I lived with her. And now she's a mom of two. And I do not know how to feel about it. It just, all the feels, feeling so old, even though I'm like, I am nowhere near any spot for having my own babies. It just blows my mind that 
the world is spinning around and everyone's getting older and my baby is having two babies and it's just insanity. We also did this kind of, so we, you know, we're not necessarily baby people, but we are definitely dog people. And what else goes at a brewery besides babies? Dogs. There was a French bulldog, which of course Grant was obsessed with. And he was like, oh my God, we're gonna have to steal this dog. But earlier in the day, before we'd gone at between brunch and the breweries, we walked through another park and there was a dog park and we decided we would go sit on the bench of the dog park for a little bit and just watch the dogs play. Very creepy stalkerish. No, we don't have a dog. Yes, we went inside and we like casually loudly were like, oh, when are our friends coming with their dogs so that no one would think it was suspicious. I snapped out a couple of my friends to let them know we were doing this. I thought it was hilarious. Like sometimes you just have to do what you got to do. We needed a place to sit. It was a lovely day. We were just watching all the dogs frolic and live their best lives. Even if we don't have a dog, why shouldn't I be able to take advantage of watching other dogs be happy? We left the dog park and then we walked down to another portion of the park and they have a World War I memorial and museum. And it's really pretty, this cool big park area. We did not go in the museum, but outside like the memorial, there were all these people dressed up as Star Wars characters all around. They were taking photos together. They were taking photos with other people who were just around. It looked like partially a real legit photo shoot. Like, I don't even understand, but I'm just like, I don't get what's happening here. Like I'm all for a good themed photo shoot, but I don't get the people who are so far into fandoms that they're dressing up like the characters like this. And we were kind of joking because my brother is a little bit nerdy like that, but I was like, he draws a line of dressing up. I just have a lot of questions. Why are you going out in public like this? I get going to a convention. I'm sure I would definitely be one of those people if somebody was really into something like that. Invite me to a convention. I'll dress up any day of the week. But to just dress up as an actual character and then go out in public with a group, but then also take pictures with strangers, but then also take pictures with your yourselves. We were kind of joking that maybe we thought it was a wedding. I don't know. It was all very weird, very confusing. I just... You know, live your life and you do you, but I just can't get on board with the geek, the geek fandom and dressing up and flaunting it in public. You know, just kind of awkward. So yeah, we did that and then we were back to another. We went to kind of this Austrian-German beer house and sat outside in the patio for that one. It's kind of like if you're from Des Moines, like a Hessen house, but almost a little more authentic in the food. It was one of those that we looked at the menu and we thought, mm, maybe this isn't going to be the one for us. And then, yeah, we went to the one that had the dogs and we saw the dogs. And I think Grant even said he saw one of his clothing reps there that we sat there and we were like, oh God, how do we come three hours away from where we live? And of course we know somebody would happen to us. And then we went to, we went to another brewery and we had dinner. And it was amazing. And of course we get on this whole chat every time about how Des Moines needs better breweries and like dog park areas with the breweries. And then we're like, why don't we start a brewery as every person in their entire life when they've had a few beers thinks. But really, we're like, how hard could it be? You welcome dogs. You have some fire pits, lots of open tables. You have like five appetizers. You have a selection of maybe six beers, one of each kind, and then a rotating selection so that you can have a little something for everyone. Because the place we had dinner it was really focused on IPAs and I don't mind an IPA. Grant is obsessed with them, 
But it was one of those that I only had two or three different things on the menu that would like actually interest me because I'm just not an IPA girl like that. So I just need a brewery to open up in Des Moines and give me all the things that I want. And or if someone is listening and they would like to be an investor and they would like to take my idea, that would be great as well. Just let me know. And by that point, I think that was basically the end of our trip. We did a couple a brewery after dinner, Uber back to the hotel, and called it a day. And then we got up, and then we had barbecue for lunch, and then we made our way back. And honestly, it was a great weekend. It was awesome to just get away. Now, of course, I'm like, ugh, jonesing for more trips, and when can we leave again, and when can we go do stuff? But who knows? I think we're going to try and maybe do Denver next at some point. Grant and aunt and uncle live out there. I have a really good friend who lives out there. Same vibe, obviously, go do breweries, all that stuff. And we always joke that, like, we should do this more often, but then we're doing the math in our head, and I'm like, maybe our wallets and our waistline don't actually need us to be doing these trips often. Just, we don't need it. But also, we're just so lucky that we're not having kids, because looking at everyone with their kids all around just seems like a nightmare. And full circle back to all about that ant life. So Adrian, if you're listening, whenever you and Emmett are ready to go to the zoo, just let me know. Finally this week, it is time for our unsolicited recommendations, of which I have two. The first being a movie on Netflix called I Care A Lot. And this is one that we actually, the first time we were there in Kansas City, we had a couple drinks with dinner and then we just came back and had some wine in the room and had a little Netflix and chill hangout. And we watched I Care A Lot on Netflix and has Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl. And she acts as a guardian who is basically scamming old people out of their money. And, you know, she has an in with a doctor and the judge. And then she's scamming old people into them, her being their only guardian and controlling all their assets. And then she kidnaps, kidnaps, basically the wrong lady and... It turns into this whole, like, who is this lady? How how did we get by her? How does she have all this money? They thought it was safe because she had no family, but then that turns out to be a lie. And just all of this stuff. Very twisty turny. I enjoyed it a lot, even though I feel like there are definitely some holes in the story. But it has that dark kind of gone girly, but it had humorous parts, vibes to it. I think it was even nominated for some Golden Globes this year which I'm a little bit shocked about, but very good, very entertaining. Would recommend I Care A Lot on Netflix. The other one is a TV show, and it is on USA, and it's called Temptation Island. Yes, you may recall the very old Temptation Island that I think was on Fox, and I think it was a lot like dirtier and hornier than even this one. But basically, four couples come to this island to test their relationship. They have something wrong, something that's bothering them. They aren't sure if they have found the one or if there's someone else better for them. So these four couples go to the island, then they're split, girls and guys, and then there are 12 singles here for each of them, and the 12 singles are all looking for love. So they're trying to build a romantic connection and break up these couples. Every week they have a bonfire where the four ladies and then the four guys are each sat down separately, and they see individual video clips just a little glimpse of what their significant other is doing, you know, while the cat's away, the mice will play kind of thing. So they get to see this little glimpse and then they're just learning and growing about themselves as they're going on dates and trying to see if they're really met with who they're meant to be with. And then at the end, 
they have to decide if they're leaving together, leaving alone, or if they found true love with someone else. They are on the third season. It just started a couple weeks ago. And it's just so good because honestly, you'd be surprised at the end of it. Like last season, this couple, this guy was dead set. They were going to stay together. And then he ended up proposing at the end. And the girl was like, "Mm, no, bitch. Like I'm leaving with someone else. Bye. But it's just fun at the beginning because we like to bet on who we think is actually going to last. And we have a joke running that this couple that we know that we would really like them to go on Temptation Island. And we're kind of joking about how we would be on Temptation Island. And I'm like, Grant would just be like drunk alone in the hot tub. And anytime any girl tried to like emotionally open up to him, he would not give a fuck. He'd be like, please go away. And I'm like, I feel like I would have a great time because I'm very flirty. And we would have to have some kind of rules set. But it is very entertaining. And I love it. And it's just super fun to watch. There are only two episodes out now, I think, so far of this third season. It's on USA Network, so I'm assuming you can stream it somewhere as well. But if you like some good romantic, trashy reality TV and you're tired of Bachelor drama and all this stuff, this is a little more juice to it and a little more touchy-feely and, you know, the second night they're having, like, lap dances and truth or dare and all that kind of stuff. So, like, the PG-13 version, basically, with more couples. Check it out. Temptation Island. You also will not regret that one. Let me know if you have someone in your life who should go on Temptation Island. Because you have to know that these people surely don't think it's going to work out. Like, one person always resents the other one for bringing them there. Rarely ever are they like, we're doing this together. Because that's all bullshit. But it is a great time. So you're welcome. And that is going to do it this week. Thank you again for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Do all the things that I tell you to do every week. Tell a friend, tell five friends, tell ten friends, all your friends. They will love it, I am sure. Have a good week, and I will see you guys next Tuesday.